my discovery was figure out what do I really believe and why do I really believe it? And so I remember specifically some 20 years ago, uh, having on my computer Jews for Jesus, uh, one browser, and then Jews for Judaism is another browser. Mm. And I used to go back and forth and say, what argument really compels me? Hey everyone, Jeff here with Jews for Jesus. Did you know that in the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight, Jesus told his Jewish disciples that they will be his witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. It was our Jewish Messiah that told his Jewish disciples to witness about him to the Jewish people. Jesus, Yeshua, is for the Jews, or should I say Jesus for Jews? And that's what we're gonna be talking about today with our special guest and rabbi, Aaron Alsbrook. Rabbi Alsbrook is the senior rabbi at Ohev Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much for, for being with us today on the channel. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a privilege to have you here. So most people in the world are uh, familiar with Jewish synagogues. They're familiar with Christian churches. But for those that don't know, what is a Messianic Jewish congregation? We are a home for Jewish people who love Yeshua, who love Jesus. Uh, they feel that they walk in, they can fully be Jewish and fully love our Jewish Messiah. This is all aspects of being Jewish from words we use and prayers and customs, uh, as well as food um, and events that we celebrate and life cycle events that we, that we participate in. Uh, one can fully be Jewish and fully uh, love our, the God of Israel and the Messiah of Israel uh, in all of its aspects. Yeah, amen. Well, you didn't start as a Messianic rabbi, right? You started as an ordained Orthodox rabbi, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah. Um, tell us how you made this extreme transition from an Orthodox Jew to a follower of Jesus and Messianic rabbi. It was a part of my journey uh, as a follower of Jesus, as a Jew. Uh, I, actually, in college, there was a season in my life. I grew up as a believer, and I and I so my discovery was figure out what do I really believe and why do I really believe it? And so I remember specifically some 20 years ago, uh, having on my computer Jews for Jesus, uh, one browser, and then Jews for Judaism is another browser. Mm. And I used to go back and forth and say, what argument really compels me? Wow. And ultimately you guys won out, uh, but it was a big process and it was many, many dis you know discussions and prophecies and so forth. But in that journey, I also just wanted to discover, you know, as a Jew, what does it mean to be Jewish? And I, people say, oh, I'm Jewish. And for instance, my grandparents were atheists, but they were very proud to be Jews. But to me, I wanted to go a little bit deeper. So I began to explore within the world of orthodoxy. I never left Yeshua, thank God, and he never left me. Uh, but I really put him more on the side and started to explore uh, the realm of orthodoxy, its lifestyle, uh, its practices and so on and so forth, uh, to the point where an, another friend of mine and I we went to uh, a yeshiva and we said, well, "Well, we believe in Jesus," and they said, "Excuse me." And well, and after a long discussion, they said, "You can come in, but you don't say anything." We said, "Okay, we just want to learn." And so ultimately, we did. And he went first, and then I went, and then, uh, well. I got ordained and very strange and still, but it was great. I, I look back at it and I'm very grateful for it. Uh, I learned a lot 
And I, I, well, that's something I appreciate so much about is that some, so many people have or ideas about Judaism and orthodoxy, but I went into it uh, fully. Mm. And I'm glad that God took me out of it. I'm not going to lie, but I'm glad that I actually had experienced it. Um, and it was strange, but I, now looking back, uh, I, I'm very grateful that from what I could take from it, the good things uh, to now help lead a congregation as well as see the bad things or perhaps the things that can be very, that can pull us away from the Lord. So when I see it in other people, I can say, well, listen, I've been there and uh, I can see how it's enticing in the flesh, but it won't build you up in your spirit. Mm. So uh, it, it was a good journey. Um, I'm very much grateful for I am now, uh, but I'm glad I got to go through it. Yeah, as as a, um, a former practitioner of New Age spirituality, um, I was very deep into the whole aspect of of working my way up, working my way to God, and I, I crumbled under the pressure of that weight. And I can only imagine that um, under the uh, pressure and the weight of the law of Moses, uh, and also what's been added um, since since then, um, can can really uh, exhaust a person. Yes, I mean, come to the point where I would, you know, I'd, I'd get up and say my morning prayers, and I'd leave, and it's like, I'm so empty, so depleted. Mm. It's not to say that they're bad, but it's just like I, there was something more that I was missing. And uh, I, you know, and doing all these things, and then even within the Orthodox community, when I, when somehow it come out that I believe in Jesus, it didn't matter how much I did or how observant I was, how meticulous, mm. and, you know, I would say, but I keep the commandments. I'm, you know, I live a good Jewish life. I say, this doesn't matter. You know, so then when I see people saying, I, I want to be Jewish, so Jewish that I, I would witness to my friends, like, it's not going to work. Mm. You know, if your heart's there to try to win them over because of your observance, it doesn't matter. Jesus is in the equation. He's the issue, not your observance. Yeah, well said, well said. Now, what, what's life been like for you? Um, you I mean, I, I liked how you said you had one in, in one browser, Jews for Jesus, and another browser, Jews for Judaism. There's a you know there's obviously a stark contrast between the two. Um, how has life been for you as a follower of Jesus coming out of uh, legalistic religion? Strange, difficult, awkward, but through much just pursuing and being with good people, and eventually, honestly, well, one thing I, I when I lived I lived in Israel for four years and mm -hmm. after all this, and that was a big eye opener for me in the sense that seeing what jewish life uh can be because it's more normal you know here in, in america uh we're the other we're the minority uh we're, we're in the diaspora and there was like mm -hmm. you know for instance i just thought about the holidays like yom kippur everything shuts down it's it's the national thing here it's like okay kids we're not going to school and dad can't eat you know like well, what, what? <laughs> it's so strange you know <laughs> yeah um, you know, Shabbat, it's not everybody keeps Shabbat, but it's it's more normative. Mm -hmm. That was a big help for me. And then, ironically, I ended up moving to New York where I met my wife, and it's still very Jewish uh, in, on Long Island. Yeah. And, the, and she she helped me. She's a believer, but she grew up for the first 26 years of her life, not a believer, but just very culturally Jewish. Mm -hmm. um, and seeing just what, again, Jewishness is as a culture, not so much as a religion. Now I see it as there are religious aspects to the culture, but that really helped me a lot. Um, and then with the guidance of our rabbi and, and his wife uh, on Long Island, uh, to see it 
you know, putting the spirit very much involved in this, integrating them into the Yeshua center and the spirit is very much our life. Um, and then so, but then keeping the rhythm of being Jewish and doing Jewish things, it's been a process. And I think it's all coalesced when I've come to this position, now leading people. And now we have four kids. Like, so then how do I teach them, you know, with Yeshua? To them, it's neat because they, their Jewishness is indelibly linked with Yeshua. Right. They don't, there's no difference. Right. Um, and, you know, like we build a sukkah and we have people over and we pray and we, and we talk about Yeshua in it. it it's not anything like strange or foreign for them. Yeah. So yeah. It, that part's pretty neat. Did, did you have any struggles with your, your family? Um, I, I don't know, parents, grandparents, um, when, when accepting Jesus as uh, Messiah and Savior? Um, my grandparents, for like I said, were atheists. So mm -hmm. any aspect of God was strange for them. But we was all very civil. We would talk yeah. and we would always joke around and say when we'd sit down, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. And that's all we would talk about. Yeah. Uh, but it was very, we could have honest discussions. Um, and we, it was, it was good. I mean, my aunt, uh, she uh, had a, a, hist a longer history more with, within the traditional Jewish world. And so we've had some discussions too, but it never gets to, no one's ever like written me off. Um, but we've we've had some good discussions, and the same thing with my wife's family. Very honest and open, mm -hmm. you know, civil, supportive, even coming to services uh, just to be supportive. Nice. Uh, so it's it's been pretty good, thank God. Yeah, thank God, and uh, thank you for sharing that story with us. So, Rabbi Alsbrook, when a Jewish person becomes curious about investigating the claims of Jesus, a real fear can come over them. And, you know, it, it's like if they, they feel that if they put their faith in Jesus, they're going to lose their Jewish identity and culture. Is this a rational fear? Yeah, it is a rational fear because of history, particularly, mm. which has told Jewish people that when you come to believe in the Jewish Messiah, you have to forsake everything Jewish and do things that are contrary to being Jewish, both biblical and traditional. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's understandable, but it's not necessarily true nowadays yeah well i what i one thing i noticed um I, I i wrote judaism off as a as uh as i grew up and when i put my faith in jesus yeshua um i felt an instant connection to my jewish roots that i never felt before and i didn't do it it wasn't like i was looking to become jewish but i have felt more jewish as a follower of jesus than i ever did my entire life and that's a spirit guided thing you know when god put his spirit in me he brought me to life not only as a as a saved uh, uh believer but as a jewish believer so we actually observe more of the jewish traditions than we ever did before yeah i agree i mean the, the new covenant says he's going to put his tour on our hearts and and that's what makes it the biggest difference between somebody who doesn't have yeshua and who does is that the now the spirit of god is within us so you know and it, it shows us the spirit shows us how to do things what's the priority you know to me the biggest thing is putting yeshua as the center and the focus um and then and then sifting all jewish stuff through him um and again we can do wonderful things but what does it mean being jewish means being orthodox i think that's a misnomer mm -hmm. um and i think it also when we do these things it doesn't mean we're trying to gain acceptance from god or gain approval from god but like you said we're celebrating 
uh, right. you have to be Jewish. And, it, and Yeshua only makes that, to, brings it to the fullest. You know, so when we do right. these things, like when we build, when we have the holidays and we build the sukkah and we wait lulav, we look forward to when Yeshua comes back and everybody's celebrating Jerus in, in Jerusalem, worshiping the King. Yeah. I mean, what's what's great? I mean, it brings it even to a greater degree. I mean, to me, the big, a lot of it was, you know, when I look at the Jewish community, particularly in our area, it's like, all right, it's Hanukkah. You know, that's the next holiday coming up. Uh, I got it, but. You know, like that's it. It's just like we light candles and we just we sing my old soul and then that's it. Like there's just so much worse. I need something more. Yeah. To me, it even brings it out to the just like this is there's life here. There's there's light. There's meaning. There's substance. Yes. I think it's even better. Yeah. As we go through the the Jewish holidays, as we've just recently come out of um, the uh, uh, Yom Kippur and Sukkot, um, it's it's been wonderful because we've actually had a lot more, like you said, substance to teach our children, to pass down to children. When I was in new age, I literally looked at my wife and I said, I have nothing to pass to my children because my practices have brought me into depression and anxiety. They haven't given me peace. They've just given, you know, it's been a heavy burden on me. And I, I can't look at them and say, take these on. But as we go through the Jewish traditions with Jesus as our Lord, we actually see him as the fulfillment of these. I mean, he, he, it's, it's all there. And so when we pass this down to our children, like you said about your kids, it's, it's obvious to them, oh, this is obviously Jesus in the Passover. It's obviously Jesus in Sukkot. It's obviously uh, our atonement in Yom Kippur. And so it, make, it just makes so much more sense. So, so Jewish people shouldn't worry that they're going to lose their Jewish identity. Now we've had struggles with family. Um, I have, you know, we have struggles with people that don't want to talk to you anymore. These can be real issues where family members disagree so much with faith in Jesus that, you know, some people will actually be ostracized from their families. And these things, you know, can really happen. And these are rational fears to have. But um, <laughs> the, the, knowing that, that we have eternal life in the one that gave his for ours and faith in, in, in Yeshua, it, it just makes it, it makes it all worth it. Absolutely. And I think it's also, it's been part, even before Yeshua came to this earth, there were those who stood up for God, uh, the prophets in particular, and they were ostracized and, and, and murdered. And this is not something new. It's like, oh, Jesus came and therefore, you know, Jews are persecuted by Jews. This is not anything new. Moses had to run away for 40 years, right. you know, left everything he knew. Uh, right. That doesn't necessarily make it easier, but I, you know, also worshiping God and, and keeping his his commandments in Yeshua as Jews together, I, there's just nothing better because now we're born again. We have the Spirit of God with us. Amen. You know, it's substance and it's not just, oh, we have to do these things, but we get to. We get to celebrate together and we get to look forward to eternity when we when the Messiah ret comes back and we get to be in Israel together and in a government that functions and uh, there's righteousness and justice. That they, These are exciting things. Yes, and, and a peace that I've never felt before. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, and, and I think another important point to make is, that, you know, like you said, um, the prophets were rejected and Jesus was rejected. And, and one of the biggest arguments against Jesus is, was that he was rejected by the Jewish people. And, they, and it's used as an argument to say that Jesus wasn't the Messiah because he was rejected. And I think actually the opposite is the case. If you look through the history of the Jewish people, the prophets were rejected and the fact that Jesus was rejected should tell us something about the fact that he was sent from God and he was caught in the flesh and he was who he said he was. So I think his rejection actually points more towards the fact that he is who he said he was. 
Yeah, all the big guys. Like I said, Moses, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and David even had to run for his life. Yeah. You know, we think, oh, well, they, they, if he were the Messiah, we would have welcomed him. Really? Where is that right. in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes. So, Rabbi Allsbrook, you've said that there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Can you explain this ever so critical difference? Yeah, I mean, it's, for instance, let's say if I uh, read a profile about my wife and saw a hypothetical on a dating site, and then I, she wrote a biography, and then I read that biography, and then I even got to meet some of her family members. Those are good things. I say I know about my wife, but there's nothing this, you can't compare it to saying I know my wife, actually being with her, spending time mm -hmm. with her, uh, talking with her, listening to her. And I think for many Jewish people, we read books and we are we have people of great study. And that's wonderful. I love books. Wish I had more time to read. My kids make that nearly <laughs> impossible. But uh, there is God didn't take us out to read books. God took us out to know Him. I mean, He told Moses, you know, I, I'm take let my people go so that they may worship me and I may be their God. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, He and and He lived in a tent. And he was somewhat isolated from his people because he had to be. But then there came a time with Yeshua coming to rent that tent, if you will, and so that he could uh, have access to all of us because now our hearts are clean. I mean, it, do we still read? Absolutely. Do we still study? Yeah. Do we argue? Sure. Hmm. But there's an intimacy that we have with God that is there is no precedent for such. Um, and, and that, again, like I said, before there's a there's a are the Torah is written on our hearts. Uh, we have the Spirit of God within us, and Ezekiel prophesied that we would have a new spirit that can actually listen to God and be close to God and be guided by God and you know have fruit of the Spirit. Like and one of my favorite passages is Galatians two, the end of Galatians two, where Paul says, "I don't even live anymore. It's the Son of God who lives in me. Mm. You know, the life I live now, it's in Him." Mm. Um, that there's just such a, a greater intimacy that all of our traditions are great. But it's that's it's that key part that really brings us into knowing who God is and hearing Him and being close and intimate with Him. Yes, yes. Um, in all of my efforts to become spiritually enlightened and elevated, um, I never had a supernatural experience that I actually had when Jesus took off my um, my burdens. He took off my depression, my anxiety, my suicidal thoughts in one moment. It was really, really spectacular. And my hands went up in the air and I said, I'm free, I'm free. And, and I had this instant hunger to read the word of God that I never had before. I would open up the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, the Tanakh, I would open it up and go, this is just a bunch of uh, a confusing garbledygook. I couldn't understand any context. I couldn't understand the flow of the sentences. I'd start reading and just get completely lost. And then when God gave me a spirit and I opened it up, it, it made sense. And I, and I couldn't stop reading. I still haven't stopped reading God's word. And so there was this supernatural experience that happened to me. My, my burdens and my pains and my, my, my struggles fell off of me. And then I, I dove into God's word and felt a connection with him that I never knew was, was possible through Yeshua. And when someone is curious, especially a Jewish person is curious about Yeshua, I think they can get, uh, there's, it, I think it's a stumbling block when someone is told that they're free from the law. 
you know, free from maybe the things that they learned growing up. What do you have to say about that? I think we're free from, from a code that we couldn't ultimately fulfill. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we're free from this curse, the sense that, because I mean, Moses tells us, cursed is anyone who doesn't keep the words of this law, mm -hmm. this Torah. Um, and that, you know, ultimately, he tell, also tells us in the Torah that we need to have our hearts circumcised. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's some good Jewish doctors, but I don't know anybody, a Jewish doctor, who could circumcise a heart. Right. No, it, it, we need somebody with that skill, and that's Yeshua, who doesn't, who doesn't free us from being Jewish in the sense that, oh, I don't have to be Jewish anymore, but it, it frees us from this burden that is just, it, without the Spirit of God, it's, it's impossible. I mean, that's yeah. why Ezekiel tells us that I'm going to give him my spirit so that they can walk in my commandments, so that mm -hmm. they can live the life I've always wanted them to be, not to be orthodox. I think that's, again, it's it's to live this life of freedom and joy and celebrating the things of God. That's what the ultimate he wants. You know, it's just like being a married man or being a father. You know, you there are commandments in your life. Do the dishes, do the laundry, you know, get the kids to school. You have to do those things. Right. If you do them out of joy, after much prayer and patience, right? Yes, but you do because you celebrate. I have a wife. I have kids. I get to be with them. But this is part of the agreement. You have to yeah. do these things. You know? Yeah. So it's how is it any different with God? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, I, I like how how Jesus said that he he didn't. The Bible says that Jesus didn't come to condemn. It's the law that that condemns us. You know, we're condemned by the fact that we can't uphold the law in and of ourselves. Um, so thanks for bringing that up. So Aaron, Jewish tradition, isn't that, isn't that how a Jew honors his or her ancestors? Isn't that what keeps our Jewish people together? I mean, what more could there be for Jewish people to do after such a long history of suffering the effects of anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism and persecution? Absolutely. I mean, every people group needs traditions. That's what makes us a people. We have clothing, words, uh, foods. It's all part of any people group. Uh, I mean, for instance, if we're going to have Passover, I, I need gefilte fish. I, I have, I have to have matzah ball soup. It's not Passover without it, right? You know, uh, Hanukkah. I, I'm going to give me 15 pounds of potatoes. I'm going to make latkes. That's right. Me, it's it's inseparable. But the biggest thing for me is, is that it? Is that all of our Jewish identity is? It's just tradition. I. I I can't, I just can't accept that argument or, you know, we just do these things because that's what our fathers did. Yeah. Um, and in a way it's the struggle I've, I've always had is that we're always looking backwards and what, what do we look, what do we have to look forwards to as a people and yeah. not just, you know, this thing, well, we'll achieve world peace. Like that's not, that's not happening. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's let's create this utopian society in this this Jewish new homeland in Israel. Like that's great, but it's we can see the struggles that we go through as a people there. That we have what's more, what 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 hope do we have really to look forward to? Yeah, um, and I think that all points to that. Who is our Messiah, and and what does He give us in fulfillment of not just what is what has happened, but what will happen? Uh, really giving us a drive to move forward and, and with great expectancy that he's going to bring us something that yes let's accept our traditions and observe them and have fun with them but being jewish isn't just what happened is what will happen yeah i think it's important um as we as we are a people group that focuses like you said backwards um 
that we actually take that seriously, look through our Hebrew scriptures and see the what happened from the fall of man throughout the, the law of Moses, the prophets, and, and so forth, and where that's actually leading us so that we can look forward. So in a sense, we actually may have to look back, but we have to look back also on the written word of God um, so that we can see where we're going and what we, we should be looking for. Because when Jesus came 2,000 years ago, he was missed. You know, he was missed by most of our people. Now, a lot of our Jewish people followed him, but missed by the, by, by the majority and, and rejected. And so um, I love the traditions, even more so now. Um, Latkes and Passover, actually, um, I have a, a really great time during Pesach, you know, Passover, where um, I travel to churches around the United States and teach uh, people, um, other Christians, about the roots of their faith and how you can see Jesus so clearly in the Passover. And so, um, like you said, as we look back, I think we can use that to help us look forward in anticipation of, of what's to come, but also recognize uh, what, what has already come almost 2,000 years ago. Absolutely. I think it's exciting. I think there's, there's nothing more exciting uh, uh, than a Jewish life in Yeshua. And one that's authentically Jewish and you know fully lives it out. I, it's you know Sukkot. People say, "Oh, you built a sukkah." I said, "Yeah, it's remember our days of wandering in the desert." But yeah. more than that, it's looking forward to when the Messiah comes and reigns, and the world is purified, and, and Yeshua reign, is, rules in Jerusalem, and the nations finally, instead of persecuting us, they they worship our God together with us. Yeah. This is exciting. You know, in Yom Kippur, which everybody wants to get, oh, God, I, please provide atonement for me. We have this confidence now in Yeshua that we still fast and pray, but right. we have this confidence that Yeshua has provided all that we need him so we can even intercede further. I mean, it's just, there's so much wonderful things when we keep Passover and remind ourselves that the Lord has cleansed us of all the the, the, the bad chametz and, the, you know, that we now live pure and the the, the, the God's the wrath will pass over us because of the blood of the Lamb. I mean, these are these are exciting. It just gives it to a whole new level instead of like, all right, what did Moses do thirty five hundred years ago? Who, who, who could even connect to thirty five hundred years ago? Yeah. Well, we give us so much more today, um, and even knowing that his return is, I mean, how much longer can it be? I don't know, but it just makes to me it gets fun because it's like, okay, another year. We're a little a little bit closer now. Always closer, yeah. And and we're, I'm, I live in Israel, so we, what we see here on the ground is is really phenomenal. I mean, people, hundreds and hundreds of Jewish people are ordering um, New Testaments, and and these are people that that haven't been reached out to. They're seeking mm -hmm. the New Testament, and it's just wonderful to see. And and we see a lot of Jewish people coming to faith here on the ground in the land of Israel, which is just, you know, it's it's it it kind of brings tears to my eyes because I. I you know, before I moved back from the States to Israel, I thought, wow, you know, I'm going to be one of very few. And I'm finding that the numbers are growing, which is really, really encouraging to a lot of Gentile Christians as they see Jewish people coming to faith in Jesus. Do you have a, any final statement that you would say to a Jewish person that might be watching this who's curious? They might be fearful about opening the New Testament. They, they want to know about Jesus. They've heard about him, but they're just unsure. Would you, do you have any final um, advice for them? Well, I mean, for, don't be afraid. I would encourage you just to, to look and see. Um, I know it's a hard road. I know it can be scary. I know it can be, seem daunting and like you're betraying your own people. 
but I, I, I wholeheartedly would encourage you to look and to give him a chance uh, because there's life and there's love, there's acceptance by God and forgiveness, uh, there's the fullness of what it is for our people collectively and as individual Jews, uh, that he gives us a meaning that, it, that just far surpasses anything from Talmud to Eastern mysticism to atheism to secularism. He gives us a fullness that there that just there is no comparison to. Um, it, you may face persecution, but we've always been a people been persecuted, even from Abraham, our father. He said, leave everything you know and go to a place you don't even know about, right. and I'll make you great. And he said, okay. And he said, I'll give you seed. And he said, I don't have any kids. But he got fulfilled his promises, even what seemed impossible um, and seemed utterly just, I don't know how this is going to work out. But he trusted in that, that, that's, that invisible voice. And uh, I think we can trust in what one whom we rejected uh, actually is the one that we need to accept. See that there's just the greatest of life, the greatest Jewish life you can live is in following the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua. Amen. So good. And, and I always say it's, it's better to be accepted by God than it is to be accepted by man. So Rabbi Allsbrook, thank you so much for joining us. It's been awesome. Thank you very much. Real pleasure. So if you'd like to know more about Rabbi Allsbrook, you can find the link down in the description. And thank you for watching. If you like our content, hit the like button, leave us a comment and subscribe to the channel so you can be notified when new videos come out. Until next time, feel free to check out our other interview videos by clicking on our Conversations with Jewish Believers in Jesus playlist. It is indeed binge-worthy. So take care and God bless you all.